everybody. Welcome to the new podcast, Behind the Stage. We're talking to the people that make it happen, but who aren't necessarily always in the limelight. And of course, wanting to do episode number one, I couldn't have thought of anyone better than my buddy, all the way from Hong Kong, Riz Faruqi. Uh, basically, he's the guy who runs Unite Asia. Uh, you might know him from his uh, previous band, King Lychee, or he might have booked your band one time, at one point in time in the past decade or so. Or you might know him from his new band, Dagger, uh, which recently was, uh, they were recently in Manila uh, last year. I, I, I hope I'm correct. I'm getting really old. But yeah, it's nice to be able to sit down, have coffee, and uh, in my case, smoke uh, the, smoke something with you, Riz. Uh, how, how have you been doing? How's the lockdown treating you? Dude, uh, first of all, congratulations on your new uh, podcast. I'm psyched that you chose me. Little humble old me over here in Hong Kong. Uh, <laughs> lockdown has been hell. I mean, I don't know how many people in the Philippines know what's been going on in Hong Kong. The lockdown is just like one of a series of events that has turned the city upside down. So um, we're just trying to survive, man. That's all we're trying to do. Um, but uh, like you said, you're trying to survive over there in Hong Kong. But the good news is, the good news is Unite Asia is still going and uh, things are Things are back to normal. Uh, I see the articles come out every day. And like I mentioned a while ago, Unite Asia is, has been the one-stop shop for not just Hong Kong. You'd think you started it in Hong Kong, but now all these countries are involved. There's material coming out every day. Take us back a few, to a few years back. Um, where did the idea come from? I know you've always been a punk rock kid, and we were, we're both old enough to have, you know, we, we, we managed to catch the tail end of fanzines and whatnot but what was the spark for unite asia yeah i mean that's a great question and you know our background i mean i think anyone that's older will will know that once you become a fan of punk rock and hardcore and metal you just eat it up it's like the air you breathe so my um journey has always been like you know from even my background i'm older uh so my background always started with like cassettes and so looking at the thank you section of cassettes and looking at the back of cassettes, trying to find out more information. I mean, like the Philippines, actually the Philippines probably was ahead of us. In Hong Kong, we didn't have access to magazines or zines early on. It was always just CDs and cassettes. That's all we had. So it was always like trying to eat more information as much as, as I could. And so it went from cassettes, finally magazines like, uh, like Metal Edge, those things came out. Metal Maniacs, that used to come out. Then I, as I got into punk rock, you know, I started getting to like max, maximum rock and roll, um, realizing that these magazines or these scenes don't have to just be about, oh, what happened in your record? What, what is your new album coming out? But it actually got into topics. So once, you know, it was still like zines, like you'd have to put money in, you had to wait six months until it arrived at your house. And then when the internet came, man, oh, damn, that changed everything the speed of how quick you can get news on the other side of the planet. And so I mean, like that's a, a long story of like how I kind of got to like a point in time where I was like, you know what, how come every time I get onto like my favorite music websites every day, like the first thing I do in the morning when I wake up is go check out Lamb Goat, Metal Injection, Metal Socks, like, you know, all these big time uh, websites get my information. I'm like, I never find out about my band, my friend's bands in the Philippines or in the Malaysia or Indonesia or Singapore. And, you know, I've been involved with punk rock and hardcore and metal in this area since the late 90s, early 2000s. And I've toured with my band. So as I've toured with my band, I'm like, damn, why isn't this band in Kuala Lumpur 
as big as As They Lay Dying or something. I'm like, they're just as good. You know, it's so like in the early 2000s, we didn't have a fast enough internet that we could put all this information up. So it's just, it just honestly, in 2015, I was just so fed up. I was so done. I'm like, dude, I'm tired of this. I'm like getting on Lango, not getting any information about Singapore bands. I'm like, fuck it, man. I'm a punk rock kid. Let me just do this by myself. Everything I've ever done in my life has always been like out of like necessity. <laughs> I'm like, I, it's not, it's, I'm not getting what I need. I'm just going to do it myself. Like starting a zine, starting a band, releasing my first CD, all that stuff. So with, with United Asia, that's what it was. It was the catalyst was, I want to create our own version of punk news or metal injection or metal sucks so that everybody's just so used to waking up in the morning and on that list on their bookmark bar or whatever it is, you know, besides punk news or whatever, they also have United Asia so that they can go there and be like, Oh, that's right. There's that band from Laguna. They just released another song. And you know what I mean? Like that's, that's what it's been. I, I had no idea though that other people would think it, this was necessary as well. I thought it was just gonna be me posting it up for myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's the interesting thing about uh, Unite Asia. I remember we had an early chat on Facebook. You were telling me about that you wanted to start it and whatever. And honestly, uh, not to discredit anyone, I honestly thought it was like, okay, it's it's me, it's Riz and his friends, which is basically us and maybe a few other bands in the Philippines, a few bands in Malaysia, Indonesia. Did you ever think that it would be this large? Like, there are some days that... Like, even if you want to get away from Unite Asia, the thing is, when you open Facebook, it's just Unite Asia News there. Did you ever think it would be this big? Man, first of all, that's the best compliment. I haven't, I don't know, outside of Hong Kong. I mean, we can get into like the nitty gritty and how different Hong Kong is from the rest of the world. But, I mean, to answer your question, no, I had no idea. When I launched this, Honestly, and you know my background, anything that I do in Hong Kong means nothing. <laughs> I barely, like the bands that I play in don't impact anything here. I mean, King Lai Chi was a different story. That was actually something that was that big. But like even shows and stuff like that, like things that I'm involved with, is always like this little niche market of like 10 or 20 people. So I thought when I started this, it would be the same 10 or 20 people like you just said. Like, But honestly, it, it took off. Like it took off to the point where uh, recently, let me see, it's, it's March, recently, like I think three weeks ago, there was a band, a really stupid Malaysian band that had released a song with a lyric, like a super anti-LGBTQ lyric. And I couldn't believe it. Like I shared the song because it was in Malay, so I didn't know. And I, like, I get a lot of stuff on my social media and whatever comes to my social media, I copy it, paste it, and put it up immediately. Like it's, that's why it's so quick. Everything is so quick with me. Um, so I put it up. Within like five minutes, all these like Malay friends, like I mean, cause the Malaysian scene is huge. And so I, all these friends are like, hey, but uh, I, I saw you share that song. It is a great song, like you said, but do you know what the lyrics are about? I'm like, no, I don't know, man. It's in Malay. It sounds badass. He's like, um, there's this lyric in there. And I'm like, no. And like, I'd already posted it up, already made a big deal. I was like, what a great song. Like the band has grown so much. You know what I mean? All this stuff. And then like within a second, I had to write another disclaimer and explain that I absolutely am not someone that, that, uh, that supports any sort of homophobic, anti-gay, anti-queer stance. Anyone in 2020 that still believes in that type of stuff is the dumbest person on the planet. So I'd released this whole statement and I didn't know. I, you know, I, I honestly, it's sometimes just my thoughts, type it out and I just send it off into the world. I don't know what happened. 
apparently that post blew up in Malaysia. People are using that like to like attack the ban and kind of like have a big conversation about where does Malaysia stand in terms of LGBTQ rights. And so, like you're saying, like I, those are things that happen where I'm like, wow. Like I honestly, sometimes I'm just blown away. I'm like, it's just one guy sitting on his laptop here in Hong Kong with his daughter running around screaming her head off while I'm typing this stuff. But you're right. I mean, like it, there is an impact with this site, and I I really am proud of that. I'm 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 really glad that you uh, mentioned that what happened because I remember there was also was it last year or two years ago there was a Chinese band who actually used uh, sort of like uh, drew inspiration from the swastika for their logo and it was another cause for well it, it became an article on Unite Asia and uh, again it was spreading awareness about uh, hey there are still these people who have these ideals that don't really fit like the world we live in right now which leads me to my second question i know as a person as my as a good friend of mine i i knew of your ethics it was just punk rock you just wanted to support people but it seems now that unite asia also is trying not not very gently trying to influence people as well as to not take a homophobic stance or a racial stance or whatever what do you think uh, because unite asia got so big what are the things uh, the standards that you now have with you know being featured on unite asia um the, the, i mean there has to be some sort of system or rules right yeah that's a great question i mean uh, in terms of like ethics and stuff, it's just, I mean, you and I, we're, we grew up in the world of punk rock. It's all about standing up for the marginalized and for people who've been belittled or been made fun of for being the way they are, thinking the way they are, all the minority people. And that's why like uh, me being a minority in Hong Kong, I'm, I'm, I'm Pakistani. So me growing up in Hong Kong, us and me and Filipinos, man, we're at the very bottom of that stratosphere in Hong Kong. We're on the bottom rung the brown skinned people. And so like, it's, it's being a minority, no matter where I am in the world or what I read, my heart always goes out to other people that are marginalized. So people that are, you know, gay or homophobic or, or have that dealt with homophobic stuff. Like my heart goes out to them. immediately. So in terms of ethics, it's always going to be that punk rock thing where I'm going to stand up for people who are, who are at the bottom of the bottom. Like we don't, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's my job as, as a punk guy, as a hardcore guy, as an older guy to give back to the scene, to make sure that anyone that goes, Oh yeah, you know, United Asia, it comes from a punk rock, hardcore uh, background ethos. What exactly is that? So that, that's why at the bottom of all my posts, like the footer does say like, you know, we do not support any blah, 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 blah. So in terms of ethics, that's the kind of ethics that we, that I will definitely hold and take to the grave. Of course, there are times where bands sing in a different language and I don't know. You know what I mean? And so I'm putting stuff up in Bahasa and Malay or whatever it is. And if people have to let me know, and I do, I want people to approach me, challenge me, question things, and let me know like if there's something I put up that doesn't uh, match up with what we stand for. But what you're saying, though, there's another part of your question I feel like. It's just like, what are the standards for bands that, that send and submit things to the site? Is that what you're asking too? Yeah, is there, is there like, has there been like, newly established rules or um, uh, only because I understand that you start with a good idea but then that idea explodes and it becomes this machinery and with every machinery there are kinks there's stuff that you have to work out do you find that you had to put guidelines on who or which bands or artists would be featured yeah I mean the, the funny part about that is that I've, I've got you know I can answer your question in two ways 
One, I've got guidelines in terms of like submission in general, like submitting news in general. And this is going to be my pet peeve. I'm probably going to go on a big rant. You're probably going to laugh your ass off later on today. People listening are probably going to be like, man, I got to be careful. Dude, it's just one guy that receives all these submissions, right? And so like daily, I'll get like 20 submissions and they're, they're just excited that there's a place for them to, to help, uh, a place or a website that will help promote their music. And I get it. I totally get it. I'm, the, I'm that guy that used to send my band stuff to Metal Socks and Punk News or whatever and just hope that pray that it'll show up and it never did. So with me, just like whatever comes in goes up on the website immediately. But this is my pet peeve. It's like when people are sending it to me, I'm ready to help you as soon as possible. Just make it easy for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what happens sometimes is like people are like, uh, my band, blah, 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 got a new music video out. And then they send it to me. No link to the video. No link to the band's website. Um, a band like live photo where you can't see the guys. And I'm like, oh. And in the beginning, I was like, no problem. I'll just Google search it now. And it's like Google searched it for them. Found like went through their, their whole like uh, Facebook post to try to find the best photo for them. Listen to their music and be like, oh, okay, got it. And write an entire blurb for this band and just help them out. But at some point, like five years down the road, when I get like 30 or 40 submissions, I'm like, I just write back. I'm like, where's the photo? Dude, no link. (laughs) But and then people write back to me and be like, okay, man, I just forgot. You don't have to be a dick about it. I'm like, oh, I'm like, besides you, there's like 30 other people I'm responding to as quick as possible doing my day job, which is a teacher. And then coming home and being a dad to my daughter and then writing music for my band, Dagger. It's just like the quickest thing is like, forgot this, send it back. Forgot this, resubmit. And then I was like, oh, you're such a dick. And then I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it, it's funny, the, the relationship, especially, again, since, you know, I've known you for such a long time. It's funny how you start with a good idea and you have the best intentions and and then you get all this shit thrown your way. Does it get to you sometimes? I mean, I I know like as a teacher, you teach kids, which takes a lot of a lot of patience already. <laughs> and then does it sometimes get to you? And did it ever come to a point where you started thinking like a company where maybe I should hire people to to, to help me with this? Or do I need more more backup? Uh, should I should there be like a Unite Asia official correspondent for every country? Has that have those thoughts entered your 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 mind already? Yeah, I mean, I've had many uh, conversations with people all over Asia who you know suggested the same thing, and I you know I'm like yeah, hook me up, man. And then the same thing like with when I started my scene called Start from Scratch, and when I was writing songs for King Like G, it's just like. At the end of the day, the, the person that's going to be most passionate about it is going to be me. You know what I mean? So it's like, so for a while, like I had people, I'm like, just send it to me. And I'm like, I'm like, of course I will like credit you and everything. And you'd be like, you know, the United Asia, Malaysia uh, uh, correspondent or whatever. And then, you know, they do well from they sent me like three or four submissions. But then I was finally figuring out that I was faster than they were. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and they're like, hey, how did you find out about that band? And down the street, I didn't even know about it. I'm like, I'm like, I know, you're so slow. What's up? <laughs> so it's just like, at some point, it's just like, I mean, luckily, United Asia is not my, my full-time job. If it was a full-time job, if I depended on it, you know, for a livelihood aspect, I would definitely consider, like, actually having a, a full-time team and making sure we had meetings, you know, across, the, you know, every month and talk about things. And, like, 
especially like interviews or things to keep the, the momentum going. But it really is just a one man dude just putting on. It's like, you know, people are like sometimes they're like, oh, it's like a blog. I'm like, yeah, I guess you could call it like a blog. It's just something I do daily. And then actually people who know King Lai Chi will know that this is exactly what I used to do with the old King Lai Chi website called kinglaichi.com. And I, I kept that going from 99. And that was just like a daily just stream of consciousness stuff and and that's what United Asia really is. You know, and of course, like you're saying, like I would love to have correspondence or whatever. But luckily, it's just been it's been going. And the thing that keeps it going um, uh, is just that, you know, when bands see their own stuff on the site and how excited they get, holy shit, like that is the best fuel for me, man. Like I like I see bands and then they, they share it and then all their fans share it and all their friends share it. And this is especially true for the Philippines, which is insane how supportive the Philippines community is. A band will send it to me. I'm, I know, I luckily, like you're saying, you know, I've got a history with the Philippines as well. I've, you know, been involved for a, a couple of decades. So I, I know quite a lot of bands, but, you know, once in a while there are bands. I'm like, oh, I've never heard this. Press play and I'm like, wow, this is fucking amazing. I'm like, yeah, put it up. You know, not expecting anything. And then suddenly, like 10 minutes later, it's been shared 52 times. I'm like, what the hell? Like, who are these people? You know, like 52 shares, 100,000 likes. And it's just like, it's just like, man, Philippines, you guys are like the textbook definition of what support should look like and feel like. And it's always like, that's the stuff that fuels every day of keeping the site going. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned about uh, how, how the Philippines, well, we're basically always on our phones and on Facebook and whatever and sharing it. But uh, my, other, my other question is, uh, of course, this was started from a very, I, I, I hate calling it a punk rock or a hardcore website because I, I sort of, I, I know you long enough to know that you don't discriminate against other genres, but was it also tricky to navigate the first few times, especially now when, you, you know, you're talking about Manila, you're featuring bands that aren't necessarily in the same genre of music or whatnot. Especially recently, I've been seeing bands who play totally different styles of music. Was there also some sort of, I don't want to say flack, but was there some sort of, were questions brought up now, hey, why, were, why are you featuring this band? They're not hardcore, they're not punk rock. And um, did, did you find that you sort of had to be careful during the start not to piss off the other side of the fence, which, you know, you know, the punk rock and the hardcore scene, they can be super familial, super tight. They, they want to keep it within the family and whatnot. Was it ever a challenge or was this something that you just basically said, you know what, fuck it. Uh, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to get involved with the politics and whatnot. That's the joy of, of this being a one man shop man <laughs> uh, luckily it's just like whatever comes in goes up man I mean and honestly it's more of a surprise and shock to me that bands outside of the punk hardcore world are sending you stuff that's a shock um, so like I get stuff from like pop bands I get stuff from hip hop bands I get stuff from like managers of like K-pop artists it's just it's very very amusing to me that that beyond my little living room like this is blown up to being something that is on par with like a bigger website. I don't know. I have no idea. I stay in my own little world, man. I, I'm a teacher. You know what I mean? Like this is something I do on the side. And so like, uh, it's, it's a flip. I've, I've actually never heard any punk rocker or hardcore kid or metal guy asking, why is this on? Why is that? I'm like, no one's ever said it. It's more like I will respond to those bands that will send their stuff to me. I'm like, so do you know that I'm a punk rock and hardcore website? Just, just checking. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love what you do. 
Uh, and I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like, I'm like, have you seen any posts? Like, what posts really, you know, uh, interested you that you uh, so excited about sending, submitting your stuff? And they're like, oh, actually, we've never really seen your site before. I'm like, ah, <laughs> like it's just, it just, and it's like what you're saying. Like, it comes out of this idea from this punk rock hardcore thing, and clearly, in certain places in, in Asia, it's got bigger than what it was um, meant to be when it started. But I'm like, I'm always, like you said, I'm just super open minded. Um, I do sometimes do respond because I listen to everything that comes in. So I do respond if it gets too poppy. Like, I mean, I've gotten some stuff when I wrote back and I go, hey, is there any way you can help me relate this back to punk rock and hardcore? Because it could be, you know, you, you know, I mean, a lot of punk rock kids, as they get older, they start playing different types of bands. And so there could be that history in it. And I'm totally down with that. That's awesome. But like, I've got this guy. He sings in, uh, in a grindcore band in Pakistan called Multi Multinational Corporation. But two years ago, he started a hip group. So, and I put his stuff up all the time because he's got that punk rock, hardcore metal bass and background. That's awesome to hear. I mean, at least in a way, I know you didn't do it on purpose, but in a way, you're also opening minds. You're broadening horizons for people, uh, which is always good, uh, which is something that we both struggled with in the past. You know, again, like I mentioned, uh, punk rock and hardcore kids, they just want to keep it within the family, keep it within that sound. I love how you said that you listened to everything that came in. Did you find that your vocabulary of music was just expanding as well? Because honestly, when you started Dagger, and it sounded nothing like King Lychee. It was a big surprise to me. I was like, holy shit, this guy I know who's been doing punk and hardcore, he's fucking like singing, he's playing guitar for a metal band right now. Uh, so did that have anything to do with your personal way of enjoying music and uh, discovering bands? Ladies and gentlemen, this is why my friend Joey is so good at interviewing people. <laughs> that was a billion dollar question. Hats off, my friend, hats off. That was a great question. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, uh, honestly, like, it, you know, man, people who are true musicians, true fans of things, they're always learning and just getting better at the craft. Like, I've been playing guitar since I was nine and I'm 43 now. It's just like, I still look at other people in awe. And so same thing happened with this website. Like, it came around at the right time where my own, um, uh, like, horizons in music was expanding. And so you're right. Yeah, a lot of times stuff would come in and I would label it a certain way and like that band would just get upset like we're not what you label we're actually blah blah you know what I mean like, <laughs> I mean luckily that, that shit really didn't come from most places like Philippines has always been the kindest about it they're like yeah 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 you, you mislabeled it doesn't matter man thanks so much for doing it whatever thanks for taking us a, giving us a chance you know that type of stuff but there are countries I'm not going to mention who but there are countries that are just like, look at this guy. He thinks he knows everything. I'm like, yo, where do I come across that I think I know? I Like when I put a headline together, you know, because like you're saying, like a lot of different genres of bands come through the site. Like sometimes people are just going to skim and stop at things that, that, that attract them. You know what I mean? Not all hardcore kids are going to want to listen to a emo math rock scrams band, whatever the freaking vocabulary is for that kind of music. You know what I mean? So like I do have to put something in the headline that will grab people's attention. And then there are times where people are like, we're not blah, 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 blah. We're actually DB cross grindcore straight edge vegan dog, whatever the hell they're talking about. <laughs> so, so far, um, when did you start, start Unite Asia? What was the year exactly? Was it 2017? No, 2015. This will be our, uh, 2020 will be our fifth year. 
Jesus Christ, it's been that long. I, I feel like it yeah. was only a, a, few, a year or two years ago. Um, looking yeah, back. Me too. Me too. I mean, like, I remember, like, even that year, that year where we started, uh, when I started this site, it was like I started it and like a week later, King Like You went on tour in Asia. So I was at the airport, like, you know, updating the site, uh, uh, you know, do sound check, jump off sound check, get on it and update the site. Like, it was just so interesting. I was like, wow, this is so cool that I could take things that just pop up on my social media. Really, I mean, that's honestly where 90% of the stuff that goes on the site is from, you know, like things that pop up in my social media. So like on Instagram or Twitter or my Facebook feed or my friends or whatever. And so it's just, it's just so interesting that like, that's how it all began. Five years later, things have not changed. It's still the same thing. <laughs> I, I know you, uh, in all the bands that you've been in, uh, I know that you were the songwriter. You wrote the lyrics pretty much. You've always been involved in a very hands-on way. Has uh, operating Unite Asia, do you think it made you like a better writer in the sense, did it suddenly turn you into a journalist? <laughs> did you, were there certain learning curves you had to get around? I know you're a teacher, so you speak fluently and whatever, but it's different when you're writing an article it's a totally different art uh, are there certain things that you felt that you learned uh, certain skills you acquired because of Unite Asia are you friendlier because uh, I remember because <laughs> I remember every time we hang out like we, we cuss up a storm we're like talking people sometimes misinterpret that for being cocky or being an asshole or being a jerk but are there certain skills that you have acquired because of this is there a certain level of maturity you feel that you've obtained because of <laughs> Unite Asia <laughs> this is a loaded question is my mom hanging out with you what are you doing <laughs> um I mean, ranting and raving is going to be like my top hobby, I think. Uh, I'm always going to need that venting. I mean, like I play the heavy music, you know what I mean? Like I'm involved with heavy music for a reason. Like I need this as an outlet. Um, in terms of, I mean, there's a couple of things you were asking. Like one thing is just in terms of writing. Yeah, man. I, I, my friend just messaged me today because I had um, just written an article about this hip hop group in Hong Kong called LMF, like legendary band. And I just put up a post about their re-release of a seven inch that they're putting out. And I sent it to like the, the guy in the band who used to be in King Like Chi. I sent it to him and he wrote back. He's like, dude, I know English is like your mother language, but you're such an incredible writer now. Like, you know, if, I, if you weren't teaching, you should be like an editor of a magazine, you know, whatever. And like, literally that was a message I got two hours ago. And you're just asking me this question. So it's just, I don't, I don't know if I've like, um, uh, really try to get better at it but of course I, I like like we said like if you're a musician you're gonna want to get better you're just gonna want to listen to more so i know for a while what i was doing was i was like when i would get to these international websites music ones i'd read a lot more carefully in the way that they structure their sentences and the vocabulary they're using for sure 100 because i knew i'm like i know i could help this band if i could write their write-up a lot better do you see what i mean like anything that i put up i'm like what can I do to help this band? So like, honestly, a lot of times when things come in, I'm rewriting their entire text for them. You know, if they've given me enough stuff, if they haven't given me enough fucking stuff, I will just be like, new song, go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't, I, I don't get paid for this. No one pays me to run United Asia. So like, if a band brings me like paragraphs and paragraphs of stuff, and often it might not be like, best English, no problem, man. We're in Asia. I totally understand people have different languages and different, like, you know, understanding of the English language. It's okay. So they'll send it to me. I'll try to compile it with the thought in my mind, like, okay, how do I fix this, this post for them? So it's kind of like a, 
almost like a press release for them, but still make it engaging for people. Like I can't, I don't want to make it just a press release because if it's just a press release, I know you know this. Sometimes you just read it and your mind starts wandering. Like, oh wait, I was reading some boring press release about some band. So I still try to make it engaging, right? So it's still almost like a first person thing because it really is. It is me listening to it, reading through their press release and then creating some sort of text that will get them more clicks. I mean, at the end of the day, that's all I want is to get them more clicks. So when I write back and I'm like, give me a better photo or uh, you forgot the link, I'm, I'm actually trying to help you. You know what I mean? And uh, part of my second question was, well, uh, we covered your writing skills and your, your journalistic quote unquote skills. But, you know, as a person in general, it's sort of a cheesy question, but it's true. Um, you know, uh, if you do something for long enough, it makes you better at what you do. But did you notice like a change in your attitude? Um, because uh, for, for the longest time and, you know, since, since we're buddies and everything, I, I, I was used to the Riz that was that was always like on a crusade or always fighting against something. But does Unite Asia also teach you how to be more, a little more like chill in general? Like, um, again, talking to people, asking for better photos and whatnot. Has that helped you like keep your blood pressure at a certain, <laughs> learn how to tame your blood pressure and whatnot? <laughs> well, that was a great question. And you're asking me that because you've known me for a million years. Um, people say that I've caught, got calmer, but I don't think it's because of the website. It's honestly because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten older and I've got a daughter now. Like I think anytime you become a family guy, like that puts everything into perspective. Like I think I was just too wound up of like trying to make something out about music that I play. And at the end of the day, I mean, this might be related to, to United Asia, but because I get so much stuff come sent, get sent to me every day, I'm just seriously floored at the quality of the band. So like everything that I write, I'm like, God, I'm not nearly as good as this band in X place or this guy, this band in Nepal or this band in the, in Bali in Indonesia. Like it's just, it, it helps you become more humble. The more, you know, right. I mean, it's like, it's again with music, like the more you listen to, the more you realize you don't know enough, you know? And, and so that's what happens in United Asia. It's like all these great bands where I think I've written this great song. And then this band out of nowhere uh, like me down in Indonesia, it often happens in Indonesia. A band just sends me something or WhatsApp me. I don't even know why they WhatsApp me. How do they get my number? They get my number anyway. They'll WhatsApp me and they'll be like super humble. Like, hey, Riz, I'm so sorry to bother you and uh, blah, 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 blah. If you have time, my new band just released a song. And I'm like, okay, 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 whatever. You know what I mean? And then I press play on it and I'm like, holy shit, this is the best band on the freaking planet. Like, how can this band be so humble? And it's happened so many times. So I don't, I don't know if my anger has, has subsided at all. Like, I'm still a very angry person, and that's why I still listen to heavy stuff. But it's just um, in terms of being more humble, maybe. Like, being a little bit more like, wow, like, these bands that I know or just are randomly sending their stuff are so good. It's almost like my energy is not about, like, festering in this pool of just anger and, like, being pissed off and being jealous that other countries have better scenes than my own Hong Kong does. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm just too busy now helping this band, helping that community, helping that record label, helping this photographer that I don't have time to go stew in there. I'm stewing over here, creating cool shit and just being really positive because stuff that I'm doing actually is impacting other people's communities. It might not be impacting Hong Kong at all. And for sure it's not, but outside of Hong Kong, like, it's so cool to see that impact. And so like, that energy just goes into more of a positive direction. 
Uh, yeah, I love how you say that Hong Kong's still not going to care because I know you struggled with uh, a lot of stuff in Hong Kong and, and whatnot. But um, are there certain, here's another cheesy question for you. Are there certain landmark moments in Unite Asia history? So, uh, looking back and that it's been five years, uh, I know it can get tiring. It's hard to manage it every day. But are there certain landmark moments in Unite Asia where it reaffirmed and uh, you reaffirm to yourself that, yeah, what I'm doing is a good thing. I'm helping people. Uh, do, you, do you have, like, special moments that you hold uh, dear in, in United Asia's history? Yeah, as you're asking that question, I'm trying to think about things. I mean, like, I think one of the very first times I realized this, this website was actually making an impact was when bands would get in touch with me and then start thanking the website. And, and, then, and then I'm like, why, why are you thanking us? And they're like, they're like, oh, because you put this post up, three labels from Europe or whatever got in touch with us and want to release their seven inch. I'm like, what? Are you serious? I'm like, and, you know, of course, in my, my jealous little mind, I'm like, do they, have they heard of my band? <laughs> but they're like, I'm like, honestly, I was floored. I'm like, really? That's, that's so awesome. What are you going to do? They're like, yeah, we signed with them. We're going to put our seven inch out and come out in a couple of months. I'm like, dude, that is so cool. Or it might, I mean, that's one instance. Or like another instance is like when bands like that are huge, like typecast, will like give us like premieres. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'll just send a message out to any of the guys in the band and they'll write back and I'm like, hey, I know you're doing this. Is there any way we could premiere the song or whatever? You know, my site's not that big. Dude, those guys are such punk rock guys. Within seconds, all of them will be like, yes, yes, of course, of course, yes. You know what I mean? Like my, my, my WhatsApp will blow up like yes yes of course what do you need from us tell us whatever you need and so like it, it, it's stuff like that where where it happens i just got get the love and support from people all over the world uh bands get you know opportunities but like i said like you know that thing that happened with the lgbtq thing in malaysia that was a that was a huge i'm like wow this website really is red it gets picked apart it almost gets studied and that's really really interesting and fascinating to me because like i said it's just it's me in my living room dude like that couch that's where I do it all from. You know what I mean? Like sitting there doing it. And that's when I know that like the site is, has gone beyond what I thought it was, which I thought it was just going to be, check out this band from Kuala Lumpur, check out this band from Bangkok, new song, whatever. And, um, and when stuff happens because of conversation or stands we take and it, and, and it pushes um, a certain kind of conversation in their in countries outside of Hong Kong, it's it's enormous. Like that LGBTQ thing was one. Then last year or two years ago, there was a there's like a Malay power, like a brown power issue going on with bands in, from Malaysia that was you know they would have like the Nazis flag up and you know it's not like I made a post about how like no United Asia would never share anything from those kind of bands or that community that kind of community and that became a, a conversation in uh, in other places around that area as well too. I mean, those are the things that really pop in my head or just all the, like all I like, and not to be like cocky, but like all the good things that we're doing for each other. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just about United Asia. I don't really care. Like, I mean, hopefully at some point there'll be other sites similar to this. And, and so like whole scene will just raise, raise the level, the standard, you know, the exposure. But um, it's, it's, it's really about what this can do for other bands and other communities. That's the best part. I'm glad you touched on that subject because, uh, um, one of my final questions is, I know you're still a teacher. I know you're still busy uh, raising a cute little daughter. But do you see any expansion? Uh, because I think it's inevitable 
because of your history and uh, as a musician as, and as uh, basically an independent band tour promoter, uh, do you see Unite Asia being something bigger, like maybe facilitating tours or putting out albums or becoming a label? Or do those thoughts cross your mind uh, when you, you know when you're when you're in your couch and working on Unite Asia? Have you ever considered something that big to expand? Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, of course, man. I've had so many uh, questions like this. I think somebody else was asking something similar. They're like, hey, you just start a podcast. You should start a podcast. They're like, hey, you should put a playlist together of the bands. And I'm like, bro, I only got two, two hands, man. Like, I, like, what else? Like, like, if my feet could do some work, I would definitely use my feet. I would count on each toe. I'm like, I don't, I don't got the time. But yeah, I mean, my dream would definitely eventually be some sort of like United Asia like almost like a, like a warp tour style that would be so sick but it, it all depends on like making sure it stays fun you know what I mean like if, if it becomes stressful if there's a lot of money involved in it it just changes the mindset of what you're doing like right now you should it's not making money I don't I don't charge anyone I don't have your I've never even had an advertisement on the website so it's all like me putting throwing money out like every year every month I've got to pay for like the, the internet fees the web hosting stuff and all that so it hasn't come to a point where like I'm like I, I I can do anything else but there's always ideas man like I've had a friend who was also saying like let's do a festival man like you know so many bands I know so many bands we can do something I'm like they're like let's do it in Hong Kong I'm like it not gonna work if it's in Hong Kong. I'm like, they're like, what do you think? I'm like, probably Singapore. Like, you know, like in, us being Asian, we all know we're like, we've got to think about logistics. Like, what is the easiest place for people to get visas to? Like, I mean, that's a consideration. Like, if we're gonna do a festival that is gonna be like open to Asia, it's gotta be somewhere where people can travel to easily, not too expensive. Visas are easy so they can get in and out. I mean, there's so many things. And the label part too, like I was thinking about, I was literally thinking about that like a week ago. I was like, Man, what I could do is do a label or do like a merch store and just pick up, pick bands that I really do think are awesome. And because Hong Kong has got such a great, solid post office network, I could just, you know, uh, um, um, uh, what's it called? Get official merchandise or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and um, uh, start selling shirts and stuff like that. But I'm like, it's still, it's still too much for one person to handle. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, as my final question, um, what are the immediate? Uh, what's the immediate plans for Unite Asia? I mean, I know you just want to keep it simple because again, it's just one guy. But are you cooking something up? Uh, are you planning to? Uh, I don't know, add artwork or whatever. I mean, big or small. What are the upcoming plans for Unite Asia? Well, I mean, it is our five-year anniversary this year, I and mean, honestly, because. Uh, there's been a lot going on in Hong Kong. There's a lot of shit going on in Hong Kong. So, like, a lot of our protesters have been jailed, have been hurt, have been murdered in Hong Kong. There's a, there's a lot going on here. Uh, we're in March now. All of this started in June, and our city is just completely falling apart right now. Um, and then, to, to make matters worse, the freaking coronavirus hit. So, it's just, it's been hell. I mean, I think right now, uh, uh, I, I can't, I have no plans, nothing, everything's on the back burner. I mean, like, even with Dagger, like, we had tours all set up. And we're like, that's not going to happen, man. Like, I mean, everyone's first priority right now is just to keep everybody safe and healthy and make sure that, you know, families are safe, bands are safe, you know, like you're saying, making sure that we're looking out for each other. A lot of people's livelihoods are gone now because concerts are gone. People aren't putting on shows anymore. Bars are closing, gangs are closing, all that stuff. So right now is just like the most, the only thing I can do is just provide some sort of like positive optimism and hope for bands and artists and musicians 
by keeping the website going. Like, you know, I'm like, you know, there's certain things that we can't do anymore. Can't, and we shouldn't, like, we shouldn't be touring around Asia right now. Like, stay home, man. Wear that fucking mask. Don't be a dick. You know, like, you've got to do that right now. And so at least yeah, United Asia continues to be a, a source of escape, a source of hope, a source of inspiration. I mean, like, I get it. I'm so inspired every day when stuff comes in. I mean, like, right now, I had three bands send me stuff, and I'm like, this is amazing. A band from the Philippines, actually, called The Conformist, released two songs last night. I was listening to it, and I'm like, God, what a fucking great band. Holy shit. And so that's what I'm going to hopefully do is, is United Asia continues to be this platform that is a super reliable resource. You know, that's what I've heard people say. They're like, yeah, you guys are like United Asia. Guy, person, you know? Oh, are we cut out? Uh-oh. I, I think the good? internet, yeah, the internet just spiked <laughs> for some reason. Damn. It spiked because that answer was so good. all right cool thanks so much Riz Um, do please promote Unite Asia and also your band Dagger what's happening with Dagger tell us feel free take the mic uh, tell us what's what's going to be going on Uh, well with Dagger we're just going to continue to do what we do I mean we started this band a few years ago in 2017 to just kind of like tear all the walls down with what can be done what can't be done and so we're just going to be, we're still inspired, man. We're still an inspired band to continue to work on stuff. Uh, luckily, uh, earlier today, we got hit up by Greg, who used to a band called Trial. Like, you know that story, man. This band called Trial was freaking a monster band uh, from the States in the 90s. I wrote music that was very socially aware. And so he saw one of my posts and he wrote me. He was like, dude, you know what we should do? Let's do it. Because he's got a new band called Bystander. He's like, let's do a song together where you're, you're talking about the Asian perspective and we're talking about the American perspective with how inept our governments seem to be right now, especially in, in light of what's going on with the virus. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing with that song. But the main idea for Dagger this year is, is to write, a, write our album, write, write our debut record. So that's our main goal with that. Unite Asia is going to continue to be just a home, a resource, a place that people really care about checking out every day, a place that people continue to be proud to find their band on, um, a place that we continue to be able to inspire bands, musicians, photographers, videographers, so many people, podcasts, like what you're doing, all these people that are about to start something are like, oh, I don't know if I should do it. Do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just go do it. Don't overthink it. Like United Asia was just a thought. Two days later, I had talked to like a web developer. We set things up. I did not overthink it. As I started getting into it, the more I had to like rehash things, rework things. I'm like, okay, that didn't work. Let's try this again. Get out there. Take the first step, man. Don't, don't be afraid. Like this is the time to do it. You're all fucking quarantined right now. <laughs> you're all quarantined right now. This is the time to make those dreams happen where you're like, should I do a podcast? Yes. Should I do a video vlog or whatever it's called? Yes. Go do it. Do everything. The more that people are doing stuff, the more that people are creating stuff, the, the more that the standard and the amount of content that Asia creates is, is just going to be higher and higher and better and better. And, and what I've actually always wanted to do was tip the balance where all of us in Asia love Western bands, American bands, UK bands, European bands. And I get it, man. I love American bands too. Like I wouldn't be even in stuff if it wasn't the inspiration from those bands. But I'm just trying to tip the balance where I'm like, yeah, those bands are great. But have you heard of this band? Have you heard of this band from Cebu? Have you heard of this band from Bangkok? Have you heard of this band from Beijing? Have you heard of this band from blah, blah, blah? And so I'm just trying to tip that balance back. And so like 
as the readership of United Asia goes up, you know, on whatever social media uh, format you're into, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, when the readership grow, goes up, like it, the bands prosper, the, the bands benefit, the labels benefit, the podcasts benefit, the vlogs benefit and stuff like that. So it's just, just all of us are in this together, man. We just got to know that we're all of us are together. This whole Unite Asia thing is, is a slogan that I, I, you know, I hold dearly in my heart. It's not because of the website. It really is like as long as we are united on this amazing, massive continent of ours, we'll keep this going, man. We'll keep this going. All right, cool. It's always a pleasure to talk to my buddy Riz Faruqi of uh, Unite Asia and of Dagger. Please do check out those two. Check out that website and check out that band. Uh, they're an awesome live band. So while you're on quarantine, you could probably watch them on YouTube. And uh, thank you so much. Uh, I when I put together this uh, first episode with PV. I knew immediately that I had to talk to you because of, of the help that Unite Asia does for uh, the region. Not just it's it's actually amazing to be able to say that. Uh, uh, before it'd be like thank you for helping the Philippines or thank you for helping Hong Kong, but now you're actually taking on the entire region. So you're doing good work, buddy. And uh, thank you so much for guesting on uh, Behind the Stage, the first episode. Thank you so much, Joey, for doing this and inviting me. Man. This is great. Also, your sound guy, PV, best name, man. That's the best <laughs> amp on the planet. <laughs> Last name fifty one fifty two to that, and we got it, man. We got it. <laughs> All right, nice chatting with you. Thank you so much, and uh, you you take care there. Give my love to the family, man. Oh yeah. This episode of Behind the Stage was produced, recorded, and distributed under quarantine by Big Baby Studios. Stay safe and we'll catch you next time.